Jesse Douglas Smith McGraw, and this is What Moves You with Jesse. I'm a transformative coach on a mission to share an understanding of how our minds work that challenges how we react to life and our thoughts. I love to share stories and common sense ideas that empower you to take charge of yourself in a way that brings immediate and profound change. What I know to be true is that we are all innately healthy and doing our best with the thinking we have available to us on a moment-to-moment basis. And waking up to this will change what moves you. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to What Moves You with Jesse. It has been a while since I have been in your ears for a tune-up episode. Number one, I apologize. (laughs) I, um, you know, for the last few years have been extremely consistent uh, putting out episodes every week. And uh, the reality of my life, which is a wonderful thing, Um, has made it a little bit more challenging to get back in the chair and in front of the mic a little bit more consistently. So um, a dear friend of mine, uh, Theodore Leaf, who I have had on the podcast before, he said to me the other day, he said, you have to take it like seasons of a TV show. He goes, you can't expect to have all that amazing wisdom coming out every single day for every podcast. (laughs) Take some time, do what you need and come back when you're ready. (laughs) And I was really grateful for that perspective because it's true. It's like a TV show, you know. Um, But the reality is, is I'm in the in this conversation every single day with clients and perspective um, projects and things like that. And uh, so I never, I never run short of words, <laughs> but I do run short of energy, and so it's uh, really nice to be back and uh, and to get a, get a few locked and loaded here for you guys. So all of that being said, um, I've had quite a few reach outs uh, through social media and email from a lot of you out there, and I am just incredibly grateful that uh, the previous episodes have legs for you to be able to tap into them and re-listen to them. Uh, So thank you so much. Uh, It is because of you that I continue to come back because it it reminds me um, how helpful of a resource it is, which is the very reason why I started it in the first place. Additionally, I have been asked for some insight into a couple of subjects, and uh, that's also incredibly inspiring. So thank you so much for that, Um, for those of you that have reached out and let me know what's on your mind and what you are feeling up against. So what I would love to dive into today is the question of, is it too late? And how do we navigate that? Is it too late? Uh, Now, this can be interpreted in so many different ways, right? Is it too late to leave a relationship? Is it too late to start a relationship? Is it too late to start a new career? Is it too late to have children? I don't know. We have this question on our minds a lot. And it makes sense, right? Because we have so much conditioning that we absorb from 
you know, all of our uh, cultures and society and media and um, uh, our families and what's been modeled for us. And by the way, when I say conditioning, I don't mean it in a negative way. It's just the very nature of being a human being. Uh, living amongst a lot of other human beings. (laughs) We have a lot of opinions. We have a lot of uh, perspectives. We have literally, uh, uh, how many people are on this planet now? Are we at like 4 billion? Um, 7 billion? 4 billion? I know it's an odd number. Four is not an odd number. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. (laughs) But uh, anyway, there are that many separate realities. You know, we are each individually coming to life with our own experiences, our own memories, our own imaginations, our own quirks and nuances as individuals. Um, And that doesn't even speak to the spiritual nature of life that we all kind of, that that comes with uh, the skin suit that that, uh, we arrive to this flying rock with. (laughs) Um, Anyhow, so when it comes to all this conditioning that I am not meaning in a negative way whatsoever, but when it comes to all this conditioning, what we do so innocently as human beings is that we draw a bunch of conclusions about ourselves and about life and about what's possible for us based on all of these ideas that are flying around, that are flying around all the time, you know, coming out of everybody's mouth. And on top of that, you know, we are coming to each conversation and listening to each television show and to each podcast um, through the lens of our own experience. So we interpret things differently. We interpret things differently than the meaning of uh, the person who was speaking to us a lot of the times. You know, I, I often, often, often will ask people in session when they're uh, describing something to me or talking about a challenge in their life, if I hear them use a word that I can tell they are really hung up on, um, I I'm just, my brain just went to, what are some words? Trauma is a common one, Um, but there are, I mean, truly, I have asked people to define things for me, you know, from the most ordinary to the extraordinary of words. All of that being said is that um, I will often, in session with people, um, will hear them use a word um, really significantly, and I can tell that it means something. Uh, to them that uh, in a way that I might not be interpreting. So I will often ask people, can you define what that means to you? Because, you know, a word can mean something to me that it does not mean to them. You know, again, we all have our own interpretations of um, everything all the time. Always. (laughs) Always. <laughs> um, so to get back to the point here of, is it too late? 
again, I could take this in a million different directions, but um, the dear listener who was asking me about it uh, specifically was referring to, um, is it too late to follow my dreams and desires when it comes to my career? And whether that looks like um, pivoting completely away from what you have done for all of your life up until a certain age, or uh, if you're wanting to even just, you know, be on the heels of what you have done for your entire life, and you're wanting to, you know, go to a new company within that industry or start your own thing, be an entrepreneurial, you know. But uh, this is a very common common subject that I speak about with folks. I am often talking to people who have entrepreneurial desires at every age, by the way. Uh, and then I also have a significant, um, a significant amount of the people who I work with are artists. And so they will oftentimes have the same question rolling around their head, um, even if they haven't, you know, reached 30, you know. So here's the deal. Based on all of the conditioning that we have rolling around our heads, all the messaging that we've absorbed from our families uh, to our, again, like I said, to, you know, the messaging out in the world that we get in our cultures. And frankly, a lot of what the conclusions that we draw based on what we're looking at. So, you know, we oftentimes are looking at people around us, our families, our friends, and we will make decisions about our life based on the decisions they have made or have not made. And uh, it's unfortunate because un- what happens is, is that we start to believe that those conclusions we have drawn are reality. Um, you know, I was in conversation with somebody recently who Um, has reached the age that she had previously decided would be the end of her first career. You know, she had kind of uh, had this thought from the age of being a teenager all through her 20s that by the time she hit a certain age, that would be the end of her career, the one that she's currently in, and the beginning of the one that she went to school for. And of course, she has reached that age. And she is not she doesn't feel done. You know, but she was in conflict inside of herself. Because she's like, but I'm supposed to be moving on to the next thing. And I don't want to yet. And the the next thing is actually already starting to kind of take off without me even trying. So that looks like that's life kind of pulling me along, but I'm still looking in the rearview mirror thinking, I'm not done with the first chapter yet, right? So this is what happens to us. We make things up and then they become the... Uh, guardrails to our experience of life. They become these limitations that we then live our lives 
up against, or what's a better way of saying that? They become the backdrop to our lives, right? It's in the back of our mind all the time. We have that quiet voice inside, that wisdom inside of us that's calling to us all the time, saying, you know, get curious, look in that direction, or don't stop yet, you're not done. You know, we we have that quiet voice inside, but then in our brain where we have kind of made up all of these ideas about who we think we are and like I said, how we think life works and what we think is possible for us at our age, whatever that age is. You know, we kind of make these things up. And then when those whispers are happening inside of us, because those whispers are saying something wholly different, those things that we've made up end up kind of being the seed to all of these other kind of negotiating tactics that show up in our brain and negotiate the hell out of our wisdom and our truth and our true self. It's the way it works for every single one of us, guys. Every single person. We all have a knower and we all have a thinker. And the thinker tends to win out But this understanding that I share with you, why it's so fundamentally helpful is that when you start to kind of wake up to it and get a feel for it, you start to kind of see how when the mind comes up with these ideas that are this or that, black or white, right? When you start to kind of get onto it and how it feels like it's just it's got no energy to it, right? When you're in the this or that mode, and when I say that, it's because you've kind of made up your mind about what's possible for you. And so when you even start to kind of consider, well, maybe, and you kind of start to stretch around it a little bit, well, if I do that, then, well, this, and then I'd have to lose all of that. And, oh, I I don't know. And we get all confused and it feels uncomfortable, that is such a great sign, such a great friendly reminder from your internal experience, letting you know that you are all up in your brain trying to manage something that is full of aliveness further deep, further deeply down in who you are underneath the noise of your mind. When something is feeling stiff and lacking in energy and uh, full of confusion and let it go. Drop away from it for a while. Stop fussing about it. Because you're heading in the, it's not that it's the wrong direction, but it's a stale direction. You know, I'll never forget a, a dear colleague of mine and more like a mentor, even though I don't know if she even knows it. <laughs> um, we do know each other. So it's not a weird fandom thing, <laughs> but a dear person in, in the, in the um, three principles community, which is the base to the work that I share with you here, three principles, this woman named Christine Heath, um, she has this phrase that I love, and I've said it here before on the podcast where uh, she says, um, 
you know, you're, you keep going to, you keep going to the dead cemetery of your thoughts, looking for aliveness. Isn't that so true? It's what it feels like when you're doing that. When the very thing that's alive is the thing that's calling to you. The thing that's going, I wonder if that could be possible for me. I wonder what that would look like. I still haven't done that in my life and I really still want to. It keeps coming to me. I really desire that. What would that look like? I'm really done with this. Right? We get all of these whispers. And you know, as Maya Angelou says, God speaks in whispers until she slaps you across the face. So eventually, I know all of you out there, when you've experienced these kinds of things, it starts slapping you across the face. And the reality is, is that more often than not, our thinking mind is so compelling that it, it takes the cake, you know, and we, we, um, we honor it more than we honor the thing that's alive inside of us, the thing that is this glowing, breathing inspiration deep down. And then we get depressed and then we finally listen to it. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, geez, the human experience. Here's the thing. Our brain is like a little computer. And uh, anything that is put into it, right? When we make up our mind about anything at any time in our life, we made up our minds about stuff when we were little too, by the way. And we get confronted by those beliefs constantly, constantly, you know, especially stuff around safety and security and what that means to you. And anyway, I digress. But, um, you know, we make up our minds constantly, and it's like you've kind of entered a piece of information into the computer. And so now any decision after that thought where you have made up your mind about yourself or your life, anything after that um, is constantly then compared back to that initial belief. So that's what's so wonderful about this understanding, because it's not about needing to needle through every single one of your beliefs. But when you start to kind of feel that there's a rumbling inside, something that, again, like I said, is naturally more alive in you and calling to you and keeps coming to mind. When you start to feel that, and it immediately feels like you cannot do that thing, that would be impossible. No way. Look at my life. I'm too busy. That's, you know, I would, I would ruin this family if I left this marriage. I would, you know, all the ideas that start to just fly. When you notice that, what has been so helpful for me is, listen, sometimes I get into that first, you know, I forget everything that I'm talking to you about because I'm also a human being and I get caught up in all of the noise inside of my mind that looks very real and looks like reality of life. I get caught up in it. But what's great is that I do have this grounding of this understanding. So at some point, 
I remember that my suffering is always created from inside of me. So I've got a lot of beliefs about something that's making me feel like crap about honoring the thing that's alive inside of me. And from there, there's no rush, right? It's not important to find meaning, to go looking. Like all of that is just more thought that's going to make you feel low, like more likely than not. For me, what's been so helpful is to go, oh, wow. Well, I would love to see more about that. I sure would love to honor what's occurring to me, what's feeling alive and inspiring inside of me. I would love to honor that. So, okay. I would love to see more about all of these, all of what's going on in my mind that's that's st- that making me feel like I can't do that thing or I can't, um, I can't trust in life. <laughs> like how I went to the complete extreme esoteric <laughs> thought. But that that's something that occurs to me for me in my life for Jesse is that I can get insecure about stuff. And, uh, you know, because I do feel, especially in this last year and a half, if you've been tuning into any of my episodes, I have been absolutely in an experience of stretching in my business and really as best as I can, honoring these nudges, these um, new and fresh ideas that I'm talking about with you right here, right now. You know, those, those nudges that occur to us all the time, I have been doing my best to really listen and honor those um, for the last, yes, it's been like a year and a half since I've been on this, this part of my journey. And, uh, it's unbelievable the places that it takes you to in your life. It makes your life so big in a beautiful way, if that's what you're desiring, which it was for me. So guess what? It's happening. And um, in that stretch, being stretched beyond my growing edge, um, it is amazing how sometimes I can have just a world of habitual insecure thought that comes in and makes me feel uh, quite insecure. And what's great, though, is that I can see it. So I forget, and then I remember, and I see it. It's like I wake up from a nightmare, right? You, you're, you're in it, it's looking real, and then you wake up and you go, oh, right, that's right. It was just all, it was just a dream. Well, we're doing that all day, every day. So when you start to kind of get onto that, then it's helpful to see like, okay, you know, If my suffering is created on the inside, then so is my freedom. So, you know, I want to see more about this and let it come. It every single time it shows up, I can say it with certainty from my own experience of life. And then also, of course, because I've had so many clients sitting across from me have the same experience because we all work the same inside which is so freeing. Was this helpful? Absolutely willing to take this for another, uh, another uh, spin for a conversation. But 
Ideally, what I would love for you to take away from this is just starting to recognize that at some point, you made up your mind about what was possible for you. Or you made up your mind what was possible for people of your age. And that's okay, because it's human. But it's not reality. And that's what I want you to get curious about. You could play with the thought experience of, or experiment of, what would it be like if I didn't have that story? Right? But the reality is, is the more you start to kind of get curious about, wow, that looks so real to me, but I know that that's not true. You know, last thing I'm going to say, I just finished the um, short uh, mini docu-series on CNN about Martha Stewart. If anybody ever (laughs) needs some proof that we are never done until we choose to be, Martha frickin' Stewart, man, that woman has reinvented herself over and over and over again. At every age, at every single age, she is 81 years old. She was on the cover of frickin' the swimsuit sports illustrated swimsuit thing last summer. That's not my desire in life, but my point is (laughs) she has had multiple experiences and iterations of her career. She's been in prison. She's reinvented her brand. She supported hundreds of people underneath her. There's just, it's so incredibly inspiring, whether you agree with her choices or not, just to look at her fundamental blueprint of the fact that You don't ever have to make up your mind about what's possible for you. And when you don't, possibility is infinite. All right. I just uh, adore you. And uh, I'm going to jump off here and record a few more of these because I'm feeling really in the flow here. And uh, I want to make sure we've got some good stuff coming out into your ears. Sending love in all directions. And guess what? I'll see you next week. (laughs) Thank you for listening to What Moves You with Jesse. Let's stay connected. You can find more ideas and strategies on being human on my Instagram. What Moves You with Jesse. Sign up for my newsletter or learn more about working with me at whatmovesyouwithjesse.com and please rate and review the show and let us know what you think and what resonated. I read every single review. They mean so much to me. You can also call in on our hotline with your thoughts on what resonated there too. It is always live at 818 646 Jess. 
That's 818-646-JESS. What Moves You with Jesse is produced by Mike McGraw and Tinker City Music. Now, let's take a deep breath and give ourselves permission to live in this moment for what truly moves you.